That was Jim Carrey. And uh, I don't know if you guys know the story of Jim Carrey and how like his amazing ascension from where he was to where he is today. <clears throat> but if you don't know the story, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. <clears throat> um, when he was in his 20s, uh, he went, moved out to California because he wanted to <clears throat> make it in, uh, in film. Uh, but he was uh, very hard on his luck. And he ended up actually sleeping in his car for quite a while. And then, um, interesting, over the weekend, uh, we were in a student ambassador retreat with Dr. LaMarche, and he was talking about how Jim Carrey ended up finding one of <clears throat> Jill's LaMarche's friends, and kind of who was also out in California, and room with him for a little while as he was kind of on his way to his dreams. So this guy didn't start with money. He wasn't completely successful right from the get-go. He was having a struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle. And then uh, one day, he decided to write a check for himself. Does anyone know the story? He decided to write a check for himself. And he's, what he did is he wrote a check <coughs> out of his bank account, post-dated it like five years, or I think it was yeah, five years in the future. And he said, uh, in five years from today, I'm going to star in a major motion picture, and they're going to pay me like $20 million for it. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened, <clears throat> because almost five years to the day of his writing this check, he got a check for $20 million to star, to be the major star in his first big breakout movie, right? So what did he just teach us, right? If you listen to what he was saying, like his father wanted to be a comedian, and his father decided to do, play the safe job and become an accountant. But what happened to him? He got canned, right? He got fired from his safe job. Let me tell you something, chiropractic ain't safe, right? The choice you made was not safe, right? The safe choice would have been not coming here three and a half years ago, right? That would have been the safe choice. You could have gone into PT school, right? You could have gone to OT. You could have done something else. That would is nursing. So that's, that would be the safe choice. You already chose something very unsafe. But a lot of you guys, when you guys graduate, you want to try to make a safe choice. You want to hedge your bet, right? A lot of you guys, when you guys graduate, I hear from you and you say, yeah, you know, uh, I had to take out a, a loan to open up my office. And part of the loan is what they call lunch money because I'm going to starve. Is the starvation money? Because I'll starve for the first six months to a year or so. So I need to have this lunch money. I'm like, well, that's a great way to start a practice. Like, I'm going to start for the first six months. You should be making money your first day in practice. Right? You should be having like 30 new patients your first week in practice if you do it right. And it's not hard. That's not hard at all. But you guys set yourself up for failure. Right? That's what Jim Carrey's father did, is he set himself up for failure. He said, I'm going to play it safe. Instead of, what did Jim say? He said, instead of doing something he loved, he did something that he was safe, uh, you know, he felt safe with, and it wasn't the safe choice. Right? That's what's so amazing about what he just said. It wasn't the safe choice. It ended up having all kinds of issues because of it. Right? And he had a hard childhood because of that stuff. And I want you to think about that as you're approaching your graduation, is I want you to think about what that means to make the safe choices, right? Or is it better to take a risk? Is it better to say, you know, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it because he went for it. He wrote himself a $20 million check and there it is. 
right? So he decided what he wanted and he went after it and it became true. So what, what do you want to go for that you're not going for right now? What do you want to do that you're not saying, you're saying, well, I probably shouldn't do that because it's not the right thing to do. And I don't have enough money to do that. I shouldn't move to that area because there's got too many chiropractors. I, I shouldn't do this because it'll cost too much money. Now, I'm not talking about frivolous stuff. I'm talking about living your dreams, right? Set yourself. This was, wasn't about he wanted $20 million so he can buy a big house, although I'm sure he ended up doing that. But he said, I want, I want to have this kind of check because that's the kind of movie star I want to be. I want to be the top of the top. And think about it. Here's the, here's the deal. Why do you want to be a movie star at this level? Because does Jim Carrey just use his money for this? Or is he a big philanthropist, right? He's constantly giving his money to anti-vaccine groups and all other kind of holistic you know, groups and alternative groups. That's what he's able to do. When you've got a lot of money, you can give a lot of money, right? And that's what he does. Is he, when, what goes around comes around. So he's able to make that full circle. When you're, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't do that. You know, my father, God bless him, he was a great man, a great loving father, but we were living paycheck to paycheck. I lived in, a, in an apartment house in New York on Atlantic Avenue. We lived on the second floor. I lived on a pull-out couch. Right, so, so when people tell me, oh, you know, you're probably from money and somebody gave you stuff, and I get all these excuses to people tell me how come I'm successful right now. I'm like, what are you kidding? I came from nothing. When I graduated, my parents could give me nothing. Like, I have a friend of mine who I graduated with from chiropractic school. Guess what he's doing now? Right? He's, he's flying airplanes because he, his father was a chiropractor and his father gave him a practice when he graduated for a dollar. And my friend drove it into the ground. So don't think just because, oh, well, that guy is so lucky or that girl's so lucky because her dad's a chiropractor. That don't mean squat. Right? You, can be getting, you can be getting a gift like this on a silver platter or a gold platter, and you can just go like this and trash it in a couple of years. It didn't take him long. Just go boom and trash that whole thing. Right? We never know how far-reaching what can happen. And that can go either way. Right? That can go either direction. Think about what Jim, Jim Carrey wanted to do and how he made it happen. And so then over the weekend, we were at the student ambassador retreat, and... Um, Jules LaMarche took us on this great journey, and at the end of it, we broke boards. And those boards were like one-inch thick boards. Now, we had done this, my wife and I, years ago, uh, in New Beginnings and stuff like that. We've done it a couple times with Chuck Ridley. Um, and uh, but we hadn't done it quite a long time. And I have to say, standing in front of that board, I was an inch thick like this, wondering if I was going to break it in front of all these <laughs> other Kyber students and my wife. Um, that was, it was, it was a tough you know, thought right there. And I've had a zillion hockey injuries, you know, my hands and my shoulders and stuff, and I'm like, hmm. But I said, you know what? I'm going beyond the board. And I'll tell you something. What was really neat about the experience, and he trained us the whole weekend to, to get ready for this. What was really neat about breaking that board is when I was sitting there like this, and the board was right in front of me, I was sitting, sitting here like this, getting ready to, to hit that board. Everything went away. Like the other, all the other ambassadors went away, my wife went away, and Jules went away, two people holding the boards went away, everything went away, and all I saw was that board. And then, in a moment's time, I didn't even see the board. So when I put my hand through like this, and I broke right through that board, I wasn't breaking through anything, it was already not there, right? I was just kind of pushing my hand through, because I, I hardly felt any resistance whatsoever when I went through and broke that board. And that's a big metaphor for life. 
that you can you can be really distracted, right? By all there's a lot of distractions, and now more than ever, like I really kind of feel sorry for you guys because you've got way more distractions than we did. Because when we graduated, we had 13 channels to distract us, right? You got 500 channels plus Facebook, plus Twitter, plus Pinterest, plus Instagram, plus all this other noise. You got a lot of noise. You got to chafe through every single day, right? A lot more than we ever did when we first graduated back in the 80s, right? So you gotta you gotta shift that stuff. And here's what I, and I've told you this before. I think one of the most important things you ever have to learn is subtraction. You guys have to learn to subtract out all the noise, all the periphery, all the baloney, all the chatter, all the stuff that's pulling you down. You gotta learn how to subtract all that stuff because that's the stuff that makes you the person that you are. Because you can't take on all you can't take on all the Facebook stuff, the Twitter stuff, the picture stuff, and your friends and all this stuff, and your parents, and you're walking around like this weight on your shoulder, right? You need to subtract all that stuff out. And here's why. So, a few hours before we broke these boards, Lisa and I went outside at 5:30 in the morning in this beautiful it was this beautiful five-star lodge up in the, in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and we went out outside and. We saw the Milky Way, and this wasn't the picture we took, but it was kind of like this. And I hadn't seen that since we went to the Grand Canyon a few years ago, to see such a clear night, like such a perfect sky with no light pollution at all. And we're outside at 531 going, and we didn't expect that. We just wanted to take a walk around the, the ranch. So the two of us are just standing there like this going, like just, just in our tracks, because you see how many like dots there are in the ceiling tiles over here? That's how many dots there were in the sky. Like, and you look outside here in Atlanta, and you can see, you know, here's the North Star, maybe there's Orion, and a few other things like this, and some, maybe the moon, you can see in a planet or two. But it was unbelievable. It was awe-inspiring. And it, it was, like, the first thing I said after is, we just stood there holding hands for, like, a minute or two, and then I was like, oh, my God, like, the universe is so big. And Lisa, of course, my psychologist, love in my life, said, and we are so small, right, in comparison. Like, we're just, like, like, like all those stars that are twinkling out there, they're like millions of light years away from us. Like that light that shined from Betelgeuse that happened like 500,000 years ago or something before it came to, I don't know, some crazy, I don't know the exact numbers. But just, just think about that. We're not, this is, this is a huge universe. And we're just this little itty bitty speck in this universe. But here's the thing that related to breaking the boards and this whole thing and tying it all together is a few hours later, well, actually, about an hour or so later, about 6.30, quarter to 7 or so, um, my wife and I were inside, and we were getting ready to do like a morning exercise and yoga and stuff. And then we walked outside, and almost all those stars were gone. Because why? Where'd they go? Well, the sun was coming up, right? But, so, and I commented that to Lisa. I said, Lisa, it's kind of weird. This, isn't that like, wow, like just a couple of minutes ago, you know, we were looking, and all these stars are out there, and now they're not there anymore. And you know what she said to me, her little brilliance? She said, they're still there. We just can't see them. Right? And I had seen a shooting star before. And I pointed out to her as it was happening. I said, look, there's a shooting star. When it was pitch black, you know? And now she said, and there's probably shooting stars going on right now. We just can't see them. It doesn't mean that they're not there. Right? So what does, what does that mean? Like that dream of Jim Carrey getting $20 million for a film? That what he couldn't see it. Right? but it was still there, do you get it? Right, that dream office that you want, whatever that dream office is gonna be, whether it's a pediatric office or geriatric or sports or whatever kind of office you want, that dream place, whether it's here in the States or it's in Singapore or New Zealand or Australia or Italy, wherever it happens to be, 
that dream office, it's there. You just can't see it right now, right? All of it is there, right? Those stars that we saw, they are all there. And you know what? Even in a night like tonight here in Atlanta, they're still there, even though I can't see them. Even though the stars, the, you know, it'll be dark in the sky and you only see a, a, a fraction of the stars we can see up in Blue Ridge, they're still there. The shooting stars are still there. And people are so willing to give up because they say, I don't see it, I don't see it, I don't see it. But that's not the point. The point isn't to, to believe it when you see it. The point is to see it, it, is to believe it first, right? Is to believe it first. I gotta believe it first and then you'll see it, right? It's kind of switching it around. You have to believe it first before you can see it. So do you believe that the stars are out there? Do I have to show it to you? Do I, I mean, if you look at this picture here, I'll throw up the light. Look at this picture over here. They're there right now, right? We can go outside right now, stand by a pretty low, little fountain over there with the to, to give, to love, to, to serve kind of thing. We stand right there, look up in the sky. We will not see them, but they're there. And so is your dream office, and so is your dream life, and so is your dream spouse, and so is everything you want is there. You just have to step into it. You just have to wait for it to be exposed, right? That's what I'm about subtraction. You have to subtract all the other stuff out, right? How do we see all those stars? We have to subtract all the other stuff, right? All the other things. You have to subtract the Facebooks and the Twitters and the friends and the family. So subtract all that stuff, and then you can see what you want to see, right? Because that's what this is all about. You didn't come this far in chiropractic school to not get to exactly what you want. So stop talking about what you don't want. Remember, that's what he said. He said, don't focus on like what his father did. His father made a career about something he didn't want. Right? He played it safe, and that was the wrong choice. Right? And you guys already did not play it safe by coming to chiropractic school. So now, take it all the way. Right? Set your dreams up. Like, what are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your visions? What do you really want to do? Is your whole vision just to pay back your student loans? Is that your big vision? Because that's all you guys ever talk about, is your stupid student loans. Who the hell cares? Right? Stop complaining about your student loans. They exist. Yeah, so what? You'll pay them back. Next. Right? Your student loans aren't this. Right? This is what the dream is. This is what your vision is. Focus on the vision. Focus on the dream. You could, if, we were, if this whole class was up there and you were trained like Dr. Marshall, you all would have broken through that board. And you all would have gone through, and because you got to get from here to there, right? And you got to think about what's blocking you over here and what you want over there, and then break through. And you all have that capability in you if you so desire. <clears throat>